Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Adrian. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. So, as I said, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. So, the anointing is for, for individuals, not for the anointed. Those of you who have uh, been on the airplane before, plane or possibly maybe a train, but let's say plane. The food they serve you is not for the flight attendant. So when the cabin crew comes and serves you with what some of you have been drinking. Um, <laughs> and they say, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, they are, they are not actually doing you a favor. The point I'm making is, the anointing on the anointed is not for the anointed. It's for somebody. But, you know, maybe you go on the flight, you are so tired, you just slept. No one should bother. You just slept. You woke up at the morning. In the morning, you have arrived or something. The food is there. Ghost waste or something. It's your food. But no one placed a demand on it. No one placed a demand on it. That's how Elijah died. So Elisha died. And the anointing had not been transferred. So when they were going to bury a dead man, and they saw thieves coming, armed robbers were coming to attack them, or they, no, the enemies were coming, they were afraid, so they threw the dead body away, and they started running for their lives, because it's better to run for your life than to stay with the body and die with the body. So when the body landed, un- unfortunately, or fortunately, incidentally, landed on the bones of Elisha, he jumped back to life, and also started running after them. <laughs> into the tomb of Elijah. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they, uh, they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elijah. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elijah, he revived and stood back on his feet. <laughs> that anointing should have gone to Gehazi. But no one was there to catch the anointing. Because the anointing is not meant for the anointed. It's meant to be transferred or to use to impact. So, every anointed person is... this This is one of the good points I'm about to make. Every anointed person is assigned to certain people. Yeah. Every anointing is not for everybody. So you have a friend who does not need what the anointing has, anointed has got and despises and disdains the anointing, anointed. But you need what the anointed has got. And so once you need it, if you are not careful, your friend's attitude towards the anointed will become your attitude and who suffers? You. That's that's how it works. So the anointing or the anointing is not meant for everybody. Bible even puts it this way, that in John chapter 1 verse 
um, 11, he says that he came to his own and his own received news. He came to his own and his own received news. There are certain people he came. In, and I think in um, yeah, John chapter 4, verse 21, he said, salvation is of the Jews. Verse 22. For salvation is of the Jews. Salvation, Jesus actually came to the Jews, but it was they who killed him. He told his disciples that into every city you go, when they receive you, let say peace and let your peace. When they reject you, say, shake the dust off your feet and leave them and go. When they don't receive the anointing, you can't help them. That is why it is very unwise and not healthy to be under a ministry and speak under and speak against or gossip against the leaders of the ministry. Because it comes from the top. Grace flows from the top. If God has something for you, he brings it to your minister the, by, by virtue of the anointing, not the money. So you don't come to and tell pastor, I believe God has given my money to you. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Okay, or pastor, I believe God has given my husband to you. No, that's not of my wife to you. That's not what I mean. But as you relate with me the way you should, it provokes whatever is supposed to be for you. The anointing begins to draw it to you and clears off all kinds of satanic uh, hindrances and intimidations. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, it is your job to pay a price to tap and access the, uh, access the anointing that you know will work for you. But it's, 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 uh, you can only access the anointing at a cost. Number one, it will cost the cost of time. If you don't have time for God, what happens? Those who don't have time for God. If you don't have time for God, God doesn't have time for you. So if you don't have time to become you, a whole year has so many days. This year has 366 days. To take extra few days, maybe you'll be in church every Sunday, so 52. And some of it's people who only come on Sundays, they, they, they miss other Sundays. People who only come on Sunday can never cross 52. No, no. People who only come on Sundays, no. Other things would, would, would take their focus at certain times. Certain times they have to maybe fly. They are going for their friend's wedding in somewhere. You know, in Spain. So the whole, in San Diego. <laughs> so the whole weekend and sometimes they stay extra weekend. So people who come to church only on Sundays tend to miss Sundays a lot. Yeah. And then, so let's say you, you have a regular Sunday and you add once a week or sometimes. You know, if you do that, let's say twice a week times 52, that's 104. 104 days out of the 366 days. And, and oh, sorry. I spoke like the whole day you are in church. Usually two hours or three hours. Yeah, so it's just, and now somebody will tell you you have, you have done well. But if you consider the number of days there are, and you are this period of fasting, paying a price to 
into the favor of God every day. Is it too much? Is it too much? To, to dedicate and sacrifice time for seasons like this. If you don't have time for God, God has enough time for you. Pay the price. Spend time with God. Some people will wait when crisis hits, then they get serious. Most people, when they are looking for something aggressively, they are always, in, they come early. When we are praying, we are praying serious. And sometimes I don't understand people. You just use God. And you don't get the best of His. You don't get the best from Him. From today, your story is different. Say the amen loud. I said, from today, your story is different. So time, humility. Sometimes the gospel itself is offensive by nature. Truth, how many of you know truth can sometimes hurt? And sometimes truth can be very offensive. And some of us are not used to people telling us the truth, blatant truth. Some of us don't like it at all. But in fact, looking at your situation, that's exactly what you will need. Sometimes some truth. When I'm, there have been a few times I was teaching KP2. And I told them. I said, you. You say you have the money. Why are you failing exam? Why are you failing exam? We don't entertain that. It's bad to fail exam. You have to say it in a way that will make people angry. They won't like to fail. No, you see, they don't like to fail. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes we need to save people by saying the truth so clear that they, won't, they don't want to be identified with that kind of. So we are teaching, you don't like it. Every time, every time you are marking, no, this one should have been said like this. This one should have been said like this. You see the problem? It's humility. Humility is lacking. And usually people who don't have humility, anointing, they don't tap into an anointing. Wow. One of the signs of lack of humility is the threshold. It easily gets offended. In the atmosphere of the anointing. No, it, it shouldn't be like that. So it will cost humility. So there is the cost of time, your time, the cost of humility, the cost of um, openness. I said it yesterday. Some people can always lie. You are coming for a pastor to pray for you. But you are lying to him. Number four, the cost of learning new things. Learning new things. You have to learn some new things. How many of you since you started coming to this church, you have learned some new ways of doing things? Yeah. We all always learn new things. We have to learn new things. Learn how to do things in the way that will make you have, have easy access to the anointing. That will make you hang around the anointed. That will make you be able to enjoy the anointing seamlessly. There are ways you have to learn. Some people don't want to learn new things. The cost of learning new, new things. Number five, the cost of adjustment. That speaks volumes, isn't it? It is not... The burden of responsibility lies on the one seeking the anointing, not the anointed. When it comes to adjustment, you don't have to let, request the anointed to adjust his ways. You have to adjust. When you see an anointed person, 
There is a way to access the anointing. There's a way. You have to learn how to access the anointing. Reach out to the anointing by humility. By adjustment. Adjust it. Be, be bendable. Mendable. Adjust your ways. Not negative like behavior. But sometimes you have to adjust. Those of, you can't be married if you don't know how to adjust. Every marriage comes with intense adjustment. You, you always underestimate it. Everybody who is married always underestimates the adjustment they have to make. Is it not true? Previously, you get up when you're living alone. You get up, you go to the, the gents, the ladies, you free yourself. But this time you go, your, your wife, your husband has just finished and you have to go back because you entered. <laughs> but you have to burn. <laughs> And you have to bath. You are behind time, but you can't stand this, this environmental pollution. Adjust. But you want the anointing, you don't want to adjust. Because you are so important. The anointed must adjust to fit into your life. The pastor must learn how to preach short. The pastor must just learn how to stand in one place and they should put the microphone on a stand for him and talk. Because that's what you are used to. Better adjust. Number six. This is a big one. This is one of the biggest. In fact, I believe it's one of the biggest when it comes to the anointing. The cost of honor. Cost of honor. The anointing you don't honor cannot work for you. Cannot work for you. But I also... No, 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 please, don't come and seek. You see, you can listen to teachings. It doesn't mean you are receiving anointing. (laughs) You can listen on the intellectual level and have intellectual accent. So you agree. I agree. Okay, no, this one. That's different. You are are just listening to teaching. But for the anointing on the person to start working and manifesting in your life, ah, you can't do it otherwise. You can't do it without honoring. You can't do it without honoring. Honor is not, I'm not talking about uh, 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 eye service. Anointing sees beyond the eye service. Something verse 6, yeah, Ephesians 6, 6, yeah. See, not with eye service as men pleases. You are just trying to please the man, but it's not because you honor the oil on his life. You want your pastor to be your friend, so he can't even rebuke. When he rebukes you, you are upset. What you want from your pastor is what you want from hey pastor, how are you? Hey, pastor, you know, yeah. Oh, he's not in your class when it comes to grace. When it comes to a human being, that's okay. But you are not dealing with an ordinary human, you are dealing with a human being sent from God. If you want an anointing the, or access the anointing on a person's life, it goes with honor. Honoring, honoring is a big thing. Jesus himself said, uh, uh, Mark chapter 6, Mark chapter 6, verse 3. I will say that. Let me leave that scripture with you. Is the, no, let's start from verse 2. Because they saw the mighty ways. And when the Sabbath day had come, he began to teach in the synagogue like I'm doing. And many 
hear, uh, uh, many hearing him were astonished, saying, Why did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? The next verse. Is this not the capital son, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Because they don't like the kind of things you are talking about. Initially, if it was somebody else, they would have been happy. But they know you too much. What do you make of yourself? You think you are better than anybody here? Yeah, normally, it is very common with people who are backslided or people who are not godly. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor. Let's all say that together. A prophet is not without Can you say that again? A prophet is not without Say for the last time. What does that mean? Always there's honor that goes with the prophetic office. It goes with honor. A prophet is not without honor because the calling is an honorable calling. When God calls you, he also places in the heart of men they are supposed to honor you. So a prophet, you can't receive, ah, you cannot receive a person as a prophet and not honor him. So one of the acid tests that a person has been received as a prophet is it goes with honor. You honor him. He said a prophet is not without honor except in his own country where people know him so well. So they know his humanity. Sometimes his phonetics or mistakes he makes by pronouncing words like San Diego. (laughs) His own relatives and his own house. The next verse. Now he could, he could do no might. Say mighty. mighty. Why? Except he did. Why couldn't he do? Because the people didn't receive him. They couldn't honor. That thing is honor. The anointing you honor is the anointing you are entitled to. You want to catch an anointing? You want to receive from the anointed? It goes with honor. So it's not like someone is making himself. Oh, this is the point. It's not like someone is making himself important. What is on the person makes him important. That, that's how it is. So when you you when God plays makes somebody an anointed, the, the way to benefit from the anointed is to honor. That tells you that taking offense in the anointed is risky for you. Taking offense in the anointed, and that's why pastors like me too must be very careful, or not pastors, anointed prophets like me must be very careful. Must be very careful. We do not say something that somebody can get offended easily because it's not good for them. I may not be affected, but the person who has been offended may be affected. You've troubled the you've troubled the person. You've muddied the waters in the person's life. Honor. How can you honor someone you are upset with? God, the anointing is always looking for where it's honored. Always looking for where it's honored. You this year, the anointing will work for you. I see your story changing. I see you sharing amazing testimonies. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message is blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen.